We are joined by, honestly, an absolute legend of the game. He played in the BRL, the NSWRL, and everything in between. His name is Wally Fullerton-Smith, the other Wally from the 80s and 90s. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, and how's your day been so far? Mate, it's been uh, fantastic. Thanks, CJ. So, mate, it's been uh, good. Been busy that morning, but uh, had to get myself ready, you know, so uh, make sure I come over pretty well. <laughs> that bad head, bad head and cauliflower ears, that's all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so let's yeah. get started. You grew up in uh, country Queensland in Roma, which have, has produced a lot of legends, such as yourself and Darren Lockyer, etc. What was it like growing up and playing grassroots footy in Roma? Well, what, it, uh, what sort of... Uh, well, I was sort of stuck away at boarding school. I went to boarding school when I oh, was... Okay. Uh, when I was, uh, see, seven. I was mm -hmm. seven till I was uh, 15. And uh, and obviously we come from a cattle property out of, you know, just a little bit out of uh, Roma. Yep. A little, and uh, basically I played rugby, obviously. Oh, okay. so I was uh, played So I was at boarding school at the Southport School at the Gold Coast. Yep. And uh, from grade three, I was the first at set of grade three is here. I think there's six of us in the uh, class back then. Um, and then, look, uh, you know, in those days, you know, you, it was like uh, cricket, rugby, athletics, you know, in the three terms back in those days. Yep. And uh, then come from a cattle property. So we, the oldies run out of money, so I had to go out to Roma and do 11, 12 at uh, Roma High School. Mm -hmm. which uh, which was was a bit of a culture shock first up but uh you know I, it was a god godsend for me really because that's how i got myself into rugby league oh for sure and how did you discover rugby league obviously you said in roma but you know who or what influenced you to play rugby league during your senior years in at roma state high school well that was the only choice i had because i remember the the teachers uh saying right i uh Walter used to be in those days. Walter, yep. Yep. Uh, you know, do you play uh, uh, footy? I said, yeah, rugby. No rugby around here, mate. It's league. <laughs> and so I got uh, very few lessons, really. But, uh, you know, it didn't take you long to pick up the game. Because um, you were already adjusted to rugby union. It was just adjusting slight differences, right? Yeah, exactly right. You know, and uh, probably my best forte. I wouldn't be the, the, the best attacking football in the past but uh you know i was uh uh probably learnt my a little bit of my craft in the defense uh with the rugby in the early years in uh, roma yep and uh then i got a start to come and come down to uh Redcliffe. yeah what was that like um, you know country boy uh going to the you could say the big smoke of brisbane playing for redcliffe in the brl well it was you know i mean um my parents obviously want me to go to university and uh you're like, no, I want to play rugby. <laughs> well, it wasn't so much that I'd sort of uh, uh I'd sort of put in the, the appropriate forms, etc. And uh and then Don McClendon, the uh, the secretary manager of Redcliffe and Bunny yep. Pierce. Uh, remember old Bunny Pierce, a great player from uh, back in the uh, 70s and 80s, both yep. for Queensland, you know, a uh, great kicker. And anyway, he was a guest out at uh, in June, so, and they just okay. called past uh, my place and because they're actually there to 
to get another fellow called Steve Cherry, who was a very good center back in the yep. 80s here for Redcliffe. And uh, I was just a bit of a throw in, I think. And <laughs> uh, uh, but I came down to uh, Redcliffe, uh, you know, had a, they had a really good look, a really good group of uh, people there who were sort of make sure you start on the right uh, wavelength in, in yep. life and uh, did the right thing and had a good attitude and um, and it was all about uh, footy back in those days and they, uh, they got me a uh, job as a apprentice carpenter with uh, uh, with Q-Build, you know, yep. back in, and uh, anyway, we were just basically labourers in those days. <laughs> I think yep. I was in my third year at... Uh, um, in the uh, it was the old state works, but it's called Q Build now. Yep. Anyway, I couldn't even hang a door because I did, <laughs> did I did plenty of concreting, you know, paths and underneath buildings at all the schools and all that sort of thing. But anyway, that's how it uh, went. And I did my last year with my coach, who was a builder himself. Uh, so that was uh, great. So that that got you know at least you, we had to work it back in those days. But at least you had a trade behind yourself if the BRL didn't you know go any further for you. Exactly right. Well, I never thought about that. I just oh. thought, well, you just got to go hard. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to get somewhere. So there was a fair sort of a mental uh, goal set there for from the, my early years. You know, I, I can't uh, bugger up or do anything wrong. I've got to be, you know, get my head straight, get my head on, as I call it. And, yep. uh Away you go, and you know, back in those days, it was three grades, three grades. Uh, yep. You know, first grade, reserve grade, and third grade, and yep. you know, you, you start off in the third grade, and you're playing against all those hardheads. I think I was at well, seventeen, <laughs> and again on eighteen, and then, uh, uh, and then you get to sit on the bench from reserve grade. Then you get a couple of goes at reserve grade. Then you start in, started there for a while, and then you know, if you got up, then a couple of a year later. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough that I could just a bit of a start in first grade, and yeah, so yeah, it's a progression. Absolutely, you, know, you was, go through the ranks, really good, sort yeah. of thing. Yes, most definitely. You know, and you learnt to, you know, divide your time to, you know, it, instead of getting dropped, you didn't put your hand up and ask your manager to shift you to another club. Yeah, you had to say, right, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll earn my story. spot. Yeah, I've got to, I've got to earn my spot again. I've got to train a bit harder. I've got to work on my techniques. Uh, uh, about the what the game is all about and uh, go from there. Absolutely. And during your time in the BRL, there was a lot of clubs such as East Tigers, West Western Suburbs Panthers, you know, South Logan Magpies, Winner Manly, uh, Devils, a lot of teams. Which team did you always love going up against, you know, like whether you got up for it or you knew it was going to be a, a bit of biff in the game sort of thing? <laughs> well, <laughs> nearly all of them, there was a bit of biff in there. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, well, you know, it's you obviously like go up against the top teams, you know, and uh, in those days, back back in the early years, you had uh, guys like uh, Des Morris and uh, Rod Morris and Johnny Lang, uh, mm -hmm. who were sort of in the front row for Eastern Suburbs, and then uh, you know, mid eighties there, you had uh, you know the Winner Manly. Well, Des Morris was captain coach of Winner Manly and he had like Gene Miles and uh, you know Wally Lewis and Bob Lidner oh, and they had a great they are basically great the Broncos but at Winner Manly <laughs> yeah it was like a, it's like watching the uh, 
when you had to play Canberra, you know. Yep. Out, out they come. Lazarus, Walters, you know, Bradley, Clyde, Stewart, <laughs> Daly, yep. all those sort of things. Oh. But, you know, those sort of uh, – so they had a good team. And, look, uh, we got dusted up in a couple of grand finals, which is very unfortunate. Uh, but, but you, you made know, the you grand learned, finals. Yeah. And then I think, yeah, of course, yeah, made a couple. And then uh, – you know, yeah, I think we won, uh, won a couple of reserve grade grand finals at Redcliffe. Yep. Um, and, you know, you're, you're evolving all the time. Uh, of course. You know, we had a really good rapport there with, uh, I'm still great mates with all my Redcliffe uh, guys I played with because we, you know, we all went to England together and, and France and so forth. Oh, wow. But uh, it was, a, you know, it was a really good period. And look, we had some great coaches, you know, like Ronnie Raper and then I had... Uh, Frank Stanton, 1980, and then had great Arthur Beetson there for three years. So, oh, goosebumps! Yep. So yeah, oh. so it was a it was a good learning curve, and they they had all their their own ideas on how you should do things, and uh, uh, but but it all came back to having a good attitude, you know, mm. working working hard, you know, listen and learn, you know, from the the older guys, and uh, try and be a good lad. Really? Of course, you just be a good person and a good footballer, basically, and, yeah. that's, the, and that's good to hear. Um, after your time with the Redcliffe Dolphins, you jetted down to New South Wales and played in the NSWRL for St George. What was it like? <laughs> first of all, the differences in comparison with the BRL and the NSWRL, and also a massive sea change for you. Well, I think it was a little bit easier because uh, back in the early eighties, I mean, you, you weren't allowed to move out of if you played, if you played for Origin, mm-hmm. uh, you had to sign this contract that you're going to play back in the the BRL the next year. Oh, like, like then, if you played then, for Queensland, yeah. you have to stay yeah. in the BRL. Yeah, and then uh-huh. th- they look like uh, Wally Lewis and uh, Gene Miles might have might have gone to East or Manly uh, in those days, and then Ron McAuliffe, the old senator, said, yep. "Right, I will will scrap that, and uh, you can do what you like." But the best part of it for us as uh, Brisbane Rugby League players was having a team, a Brisbane team in mm. the old Pan- Pan- Amco Cup, you know, Panasonic Cup yep. as, it, yep. as it evolved. And then suddenly we're there playing against those Sydney teams, you know, that we're in a bit of awe about. And uh, um, and then, you know, like 1980, well, that was 1981, I think, the first start there, or might have been mm. 82. Um, yep. And then the, the likes of, um, uh, you know, Mal Meninga and Wally Lewis went on the kangaroo tour and, uh, you know, and that's what opened things up a little bit. So we could all, all be part of that. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and we won the Panasonic Cup, I think, when Bob McCarthy was a coach, uh, which was back in 1984 or five, I think. Yep. Uh, yep. Seems a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, that, that, that was it. And then when that once they took that embargo off, you know, the uh, way you did, you had to play in, in Queensland the following year. Well, there was a bit of a floodgates, and I went down to St George, nineteen eighty seven. Yep. Uh, I think Trevor Gilmeister, Mel Meninga, a few others, and have, a yeah. few others went down early. Uh, and uh, you know, look, suddenly instead of being on. Fifteen hundred dollars sign on. I was on like fifty thousand, so it wasn't. <laughs> it was a pretty easy one to, to make. But you know, at yeah. the end of the day, it's not about the money either. It's about uh, you know putting yourself. Uh, you know, 
I, you know, you've got to put yourself on the line a bit. And uh, so, right up. Um, because it could have easily not go. turned out for you, sort of thing. Well, of course it could have done. Yes, most definitely, you know. And uh, But I got down there and, uh, you know, and just stick, stuck with uh, what I knew best, which mm-hmm. was uh, training hard, you know, have a good attitude, you know, set plenty of goals for yourself. Uh, and I, I had a plenty of practice doing that there at Redcliffe because, you know, you'd be up and down and, you know, and, you know, when I was in reserve grade, you'd be up in the first grade. Oh, no, it's no good. Then you'd be back down and all the rest of it. And uh, so I've got plenty plenty of time to think about how I could uh, reframe my game to compete uh, in, the, in the top grade. So, and then the but, first time you were there in 88, you won the Amco Cup. With the dragons, St. George. Yeah, I did, yes, that's, <laughs> well, yeah, that's so you've gone from yeah. winning to winning. What was that like? Yeah, well, that was good. Um, I would have preferred a premiership, of course. Of but, course, uh, of course. <laughs> uh, that wasn't uh, to be. But look, uh, yeah, all those experiences, you know, and, and once again, the you know the the coaches play a role, and uh, uh, you know, and then plus the players around you, you know, they're good to have good players around you to sort of all you know work together and get across the line. Um, but you know, really, at the end of the day, I think I'd swap all my representative stuff for uh, for a premiership. Oh, really, okay. yeah, my word. So, uh, and what was that um, like playing representative for Queensland and State of Origin and playing for Australia? Well, it was. Uh, well, I was pretty lucky, I suppose. I mean, if I take back to uh, when Arthur Beetson first came to the club, you know, and he had the Redcliffe there, and he had about forty of us in the middle of the field, and said, "Right, oh, you know." what's your name and uh, my name's Terry Webb and Steve Bleakley and you know everyone around and he said what's your name and I said Walter Fullerton Smith he said good lord we've got a war hero here <laughs> he said uh, we're going to call you Wally I said all right oh, okay and that lasted yep. for about two weeks and he said no we're going to call you Gator and I said all right oh. so and as you know with any sporting teams you never make up your own nickname, otherwise you end up not, with no. a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, there was another Wally, obviously playing in the uh, in the competition, and uh, so By there was the name Gator- of Wally Lewis. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there was a Gator one and Gator two, and you could imagine where I was on that picking order in that <laughs> regard. But uh, that's it, and uh, so but the coaches like Arthur and um, and they're particularly in Origin and having guys like. You know Chris Close and uh, and that you know who is such a have such an influence on on you as a young bloke. You know, I remember sitting there in my first Origin game. I thought, "Geez, how am I going to go here?" And I'm, I've got the jersey on. I'm looking at myself in the mirror there and I'm tapping the the Queensland yep, logo, badge, you know, yep. state. And I'm going, "Mate, come on, you got aim up here. Make sure you don't let you. You know, you don't want to let you." Your family down, your mates down, particularly your well, teammates, and, months, yeah. and uh, all the all the all the, the spectators, really, because uh, I mean, you only want to let down the New South Wales spectators. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Well, I mean, we had a bloke like you know the man, the great manager Tossa Turner was there, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, Dick Tossa Turner, yeah, champion he was, and uh, he said, "Right, only remember that you got that name on your back there." And that's not for you and your folks. That's for everyone in Queensland. And obviously, you can imagine with a surname like Fuller and Smith, it went from one sleeve to the other. Sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, all so anyway, it was it was all right, and it was such a uh, you know, it, it was funny because your first game, you you know, you're training with these guys. The majority of them I'd played with them for Brisbane, 
Yep. Uh, but then you had like Kerry Boasted, um, Chris Close, Mal Meninga. Uh, uh, well, the guys that come up for Manly, you see. Yeah. So, yes. 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 Yeah, so, so uh, Paul McCabe and that sort of thing, and it was just fantastic uh, playing with Fatty Vorton. Yeah. That was best. And yeah, that Fatty, bit of yeah. a laugh, and so they was they get really sort of told us, you know, what it's all about. Look, you know, but they think you blokes are all, you know, no, they don't absolute idiots, you know, and we're not going to make that sort of fire us up during the week. But just that whole week building up to the game was fantastic. Uh, anyway, uh, poor old Paul McCabe, he got, he got food poisoning on the night before the, the oh. match, you know. So I'm, I'm sitting there in my room and uh, Arthur just poked his head in. Obviously, I do a thing, bit things differently nowadays, but uh, he said, righto, uh, Gator, you'll be starting tonight. And I thought, righto, let's go. Yeah. I was ready to, I was, I was pumped. And uh, it's funny, like, you get in the, in the dressing room, as I said, you know, one of the boys or a couple of the boys would pat me on the shoulder when I was looking at myself in the mirror with that jersey on. <laughs> said, said, you're up, you'll be right, mate. Just do what you do best and uh, away you go. So, uh it was uh, absolutely fabulous, you know, your first game, you know, people yelling, screaming. It's funny when you run out that tunnel, mm. it's like everything falls into place, you know, right? Yep. What's my role? My role is not kicking, you know, the sideline or throwing My role is to hit this bloke like, and yeah, run my lines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. And uh, it was fantastic. And um, back in those days, it, you know, like, obviously there's no mobile phones or anything nah. like that. So... After the game and all the rest of it, had a bit of a drink and then uh, stayed there at the hotel. And I come back and Arthur Beaton had the hotel there at the Morton Bay, Morton Bay Hotel. Anyway, they had the old red, you mightn't remember this, uh, mate, but uh, had used to have a red box up at the end of the bar where everyone used to ring, you know, they'd ring the, mm -hmm. after someone, they'd ring the red box. Yep. Anyway, you had to be careful. Someone wasn't genie up anyway, but uh, my first call goes, you know, and someone picked it up. Uh, Gator, you got a phone call here. It's uh, Tossa Turner. So I, oh, oh, I thought, yep. geez, there must be a strife here or something. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> he goes, uh, righto, Wally, you had a good game last night, mate. And, uh, you know, just did, you know, the Queenslanders play out proud. He said, there's just one problem. I think it was back then, it was like the, the match bonus was, say, $300 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, if, you, if you didn't win, you got nothing. Yep. With your drew, you got nothing. So you had to win, you know. Yeah. And uh, he said, now, mate, you owe 600 I said, how does that work? He said, well, mate, you had, like, all your mates, 10 blokes to the footy. They've all come back to the hotel. They've drunk in the dinner. The bar, <laughs> the bar fridge is empty. <laughs> oh, I said, oh. I said, right. He said, it's okay. I fixed it all up. All right. Uh, I was okay. I said, what about the winning bonus? He said, mate, that's gone. G O N E. I've gone. Oh, you're joking. Anyway, so that was then. I said, I, I think I, you know, I'd had a probably two beers, and then I had a. It wasn't a training day the, the next day, and. Uh, and then the red box at the end of the bar rang again. And this okay. time it was uh, Steve Ricketts from the Courier Mail. Yep. Oh, congratulations, uh, Wally. I said, oh, yeah, I thought I went all right. He said, well, has no one told you yet? I said, no. Well, he said, well, you know, when Les Boyd elbowed Daryl Broman in the jaw yep. and breaking or jaw and all the rest of it. Yep. So oh, he, I spoke to Daryl about that. He's yeah, so still he, filthy about it. Yeah, of course. And he got 
you know, like he got 10 weeks or anything. He said, anyway, yeah. apart, from, apart from all that, you're on the Australian side. Oh, wow. So, good Lord. So he said, mate, you gotta, you got to get yourself to the airport and <laughs> such and such a time. And uh, so I had to go and pack my port in those days, I used to call it, go and pack the port. And off I went. And it was a fabulous experience. So I had gone from like on the bench as a reserve yep. to, to in the team to to australia so it's a bit of a uh, bit of a whirlwind well it was a big experience and uh you tried to aim up accordingly oh that's awesome um yeah. honestly that's so awesome to hear uh, and now how did the nswrl and brl compare in skill level sort of thing back in the day well obviously you know we used to watch all the uh the arl back in those days and uh you know it's pretty tough sort of you know, set up down there, uh, you know, Parramatta were in the run of, you know, three oh. premierships and, you know, then it was the Roosters and then, you know, but, you know, we, uh, it was good, uh, you know, I'd go down there and, you know, um, I had Roy Masters in the last year of his sort of coaching career as he was a bit of a uh, funny sort of uh, character, but he was, he was a good lad and, uh, um you know, you learn some things off him, and he was like a psychologist, I think, by by sort of uh, you know his his university education. He liked mm-hmm. to try and psych you up of that way uh, yep, in yep. different ways, but uh, but all he wanted to do was beat Warren Ryan. You know? So yep. Warren Ryan was uh, coaching the Bulldogs in those days. He didn't care what happens, you blokes mm-hmm. are going to win. And I remember the last game we just missed out in the semi-finals. And we just had to, we had to play the Bulldogs in the last game of the year in 1987, mm-hmm. and uh, and that knocked them out of the semi-finals. You know, anyway, we had a win, so that was it. But that was a good experience, you know. Um, and then as we evolved, and then because uh, then I I got some injuries and I didn't play Origin for a couple of years, and then got back in '88 and. Uh, uh, you know, I've been over to England and France and all the rest of it, but at the end of the day, it was a fantastic period. You know, it's uh, you know, it was really good, tough football. You know, in the uh, 80s, and uh, you know, particularly the you know the tough sides like the uh, you know the Manleys and the South Sydney in those days, uh, you know, Canberra that sort of thing. You know, they all had uh, all powerhouse great, clubs, yeah, big powerhouse clubs, big forwards. You know, and uh, um, you know the charity shield on the first game of the year. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Uh, so my first game for, for the Dragons, I remember Craig Young said, "Right over, it's on at Redfern, uh, uh, Gator. This, you know, this is what's happening. It'll be a bit of a bloodbath, and you're going to be careful." So you know, right over, and it was a bit of a bloodbath. You know, like David Boyle and yep. uh, Les Davidson and Mario Finnick and you know, oh, yep. Tugger Coleman, Gene, everyone up, and uh, and uh, I remember that uh, someone put a little kick through from South, and I just bent over there to go and pick that up, and Les Davis hit me right in the mm. under the ribs at the back. Oh, yep. Anyway, it popped a rib, rib cartilage out. Of, I thought I'd done my breaking a rib or something, but yep. And so, from I had to miss the first game of the year, and I remember Roy Master said, "Now I can't just wrap it up." I, I said, "Roy." I can hardly breathe, let alone get out of <laughs> get out of bed. Anyway, just a, 
I come back the second game and I was sort of bit off a little bit for a couple of games, but then I got myself going and uh, yeah, so oh, I love my experience here at the Dragons. They're, you know, great supporters there. Another time, you know, wish I would have um, brushed all the loyalties and uh, gone to some other clubs that offered me to come over with them, but you know. Sometimes Lula is good for you. Sometimes it's not so good for you. But anyway, that's how it was. That's fair. And that's honestly very true. You did mention you played in France for a bit um, with uh, Tonin and Cairns. Um, yeah. You won 92-93 with Cairns, yeah. but you also yeah. played with Tonin in your early days. What was it like yeah. playing over in France? Well, it was the, one of the great experiences and uh, one of the great halfbacks, Greg Oliphant, got me over there. Yep. And he said, look, and I think I was just playing reserve grade. My mate Terry Webb was sort um, of played a bit of first grade. That he said, "You know what, you guys need to do. You guys need to go over there, play in France, practice your game, you know, get yourself a bit of confidence and all the rest of it." And so, I mean, we were only like twenty or mm-hmm. twenty-one or something. <laughs> so we were a bit wild that we got over there, but. Um, uh, it was a fabulous experience, you know. And I said to Terry, I said, "Mate." Why don't we go to tech, you know, to tech school for you know five or six weeks, get a bit of a brush on the on the on the French language, and we'll yep. be right once we get over there. I said, oh, no, nah, don't worry about that, mate. We'll learn it on the way over the plane. Anyway, we we tried. We probably did a David Boone drinking on the way over the plane. <laughs> you know, thirty six hours or something by the time we get to uh, over to France. But anyway, look, the the, the experience was fantastic. You know, they. So take us, you know, um, they set these fields up with, you know, different sort of birds, as in fowls and all the rest of it. Yep. And uh, they give you a dog and a shotgun and, you, you know, you go sort of shooting that way. And uh, they used to take us to, to lunch everywhere, you know. And oh, was, the, the experience in itself was fantastic. And we really honed our own games individually, you know. Um, now... Over in France, uh, you know, there's been a bit of talk uh, that with we're having a bit of obviously with the the youth crime and everything up here was maybe we should be giving them some sort of uh, army hit out there for three or four months, you know, to straighten yep. them up a bit because that's yep. what happens in France. You know, they got to go is, there yeah. and do three months, three months. Now I don't know what they they do, but fair they they kick you in the head as quick as look at you over there in France, <laughs> but. Yeah, they're all sort of decent people, you know. Obviously, rugby is the main game over there. It but, is, yeah. Uh, but in the, the the just French people, they looked after us so so well, and uh, and so when I when I came back, I'd really sort of honed in, uh, you know, like Arthur Beetson's sort of ideas of you know, you lead with your head, you know, to automatically get out of the way, sort of thing. Good leg drive, you yep. know, a bit of. Um, Ingenuity, ingenuity, sort of thing, you know. This place is going to step back into me, and I'm going to drive it. Then it was fantastic. Yep. So, yeah, when I came back, I sort of got back, you know, into first grade full time. Then I was playing for Brisbane, so it was fantastic. So, great experience. Well, that's awesome to hear. And then um, you also played for Leeds over in the UK before the mm. Super League, back before mm. they were the Rhinos. Um, what was it like, you know, comparing? 
uh, like we did with the NSWRL and BRL from the French National League to the English League. What was it like and also playing over in Leeds? Well, that was another fabulous experience because, you know, they're, they're a little bit more skilled than I thought they would be, you know, particularly mm-hmm. the forwards, you know, and uh, um, some great runners of the ball. And, you know, you're not playing on hard grounds like you would be here in Australia. You know, they're sort of boggy, you know, I suppose it might be a bit like... Victoria, to, so to speak, you know, because yep. they had a fair bit of rain and sleet and there's the coldest, coldest winter in oh. 20 years here. What was it like training in that? Well, you sort of, you, know, you just, you put those layers on, mate. That's what you do. <laughs> but it was a, it was a, the Arthur Scargill, the head of the unions versus Margaret Thatcher scenario, you know, and, uh, a few of them, we had a couple of minors in our team and they thought we were taking their positions. And anyway, funny, as, as things roll on, you know, we got things sorted out and in head-to-head one day, trying to listen to you blokes, you know, we're play, here to play footy, you know. You know, we're, we're playing, you know, you guys are getting paid, we're getting paid, you know, let's just get on with it. And so yeah. we sorted that all out. And uh, But that was a good experience too, you know, like, I mean, there used to be, you go back in the dressing room and you'd have one shower and mm. and one of those bars, which was sort of like uh, probably, you know, three metres like by four metres and all those miners and you know, those blokes probably had oh. you know, one yeah. shower or two showers during the week. <laughs> anyway, yeah. oh. they'd, be shaved, they'd be shaving it and it was just like drip A film. rubbish yeah. on the top. Yep. Oh. And there, there was like uh, Eric Groth and... Uh, Yep, Guru, and, yep. And uh, Sturlow and Brett Kenny and all them. Yeah, well, they were, well, they were playing for Wigan and Hull. Uh, and Hull uh, but, but Guru really, was the leads, day, yeah. yeah but there was three Aussies there, and we were all standing behind that one chair. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely freezing cold. Um, I remember the second game I had there at Leeds, and we had this bloke. He was just like the, the bloke that used to get the water out, and, you know, all yep. the rest of it. And... I cut myself above the eye and he just pulled me straight into the dressing room. No anaesthetic or anything like that, just stitched it up. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway, I, was, I just didn't do that and it was cold. You wouldn't believe it. the wind was howling. Uh, and they'd be into you too, the crowd, if you know, they didn't think, yeah, because, you know, whether you could tackle or not, they couldn't care about that. But you could score tries, that's what they liked. Yep. You know, and they'd tell you, you know. They'd be, they'd be swearing, or they, you know, I better not swear on the show. But, <laughs> you know, those bloody hell, you bloody Aussie bastards, you know. Yep. Oh, they'd be into it, you know. But it was a good experience, too, you know. And we played the, it was in our off season over here. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we played. You'd have year round footy. Well, that's right, you know. And uh, not there. Yeah, we were a young bloke there, 24, 25. So, you know, we handled it all right. Oh, for sure. Who was the toughest opponent, whether it's an individual or a team in particular, mm. that you loved but also hated going up against in the BRL and in the NSWRL? Well, um, you know, uh, Norse had a very good team back in the early 80s. You know, they mm-hmm. won a premiership in the 1980s. You know, that uh, young Trevor Gilmeister and Greg Kinescu and those sort of guys. Uh, East were very strong in the early part of the 80s. Um, 
Yeah, well, I think that, you know, we used to, because we're about the same age as the guys uh, from East, you know, we used to have a fair battle. They beat us in the grand final and uh, uh, 84, I think it was. And, uh, you know, but it was, it was all sort of, and because we had a bit of camaraderie playing in the Brisbane team, you know, mm-hmm. all the rest of it, you know, it was all, you know, it's pretty fair Nickham sort of the sort of stuff. But, you know, it was a test out. It was like we had our own competition, really. Uh, we did have that, and, you know, yeah. but we loved that. And uh, and then you go down to Sydney there and, you know, uh, for instance, as I said, the South Sydney guys were going pretty strong in those days. You know, and they'd roll out, they'd have... Uh, you know, David Ball and Les Davidson, he was a tough hombre, big yep. Les. Say nothing, call, call me a Queensland so-and-so. <laughs> and, but he did hit hard and often, and that's what we, we like to do, and just like myself. And, uh, um, you know, you'd have uh, Craig Coleman, you know, yep. yelling and screaming you. behind him and all the rest of it. Then Balmain, you know, you'd have... Uh, you know, oh, block of Alliance. you know, Wayne Pierce, Junior was a good lad. And, uh, you know, so there's some good teams down there too. So it was always a battle, you know, and they all wanted to give it to St. George. And you know? I remember Craig Young, his first year, which is his last year of playing. And he said, right, this is a big game, this one. This is, you know, the up against uh, South Sydney in the, you know, in the Charity Shield. And then, then be oh what just uh, this is going to be a big, big game we're up against Balmain or this is going to be a big game we're up against Manly uh, yeah you know, every game is a beat, big game <laughs> well everyone wanted to beat the Dragons obviously yep. and uh, uh, anyway that and it was good good way to go about it good hard competition um, um, you know and you could get together after a game and have a beer and all that sort of thing but the yeah, with the guys, if they'd stick around, majority of them. You know, I remember the Broncos there and had a, uh, a couple of big nights with us at the Down Under Bar at the St. George Drag, what do you call it, St. George Lees Club. Uh, yep. You know, so there was a lot of hard competition, particularly the, remember the yeah, yeah, particularly Canberra come in, Canberra and Broncos come in in 88. Um, so, you know, there's a great, you know, influx of great players and, uh, uh, and, you know, they really pushed on. Yeah, fair. Um, and what have you been, you know, more or less doing with yourself since retirement of, like, from professional rugby league? What sort of uh, fields of work have you dabbled in? Well, I was in the financial planning area for, for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And then I went to, uh, uh, then I was living down the Gold Coast, you know, for obviously 20 years of that. And then, uh, then my, Eldest daughter had, you know, kids. Uh, was a grandfather, so I come up here and I was working for. Uh, I worked for a bookmaker there for a long time, Michael Sullivan. For you know, it was sort of sporting bet. Then it was mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, up to uh, bet easy. You know, all those sort of areas. But that that was good to get a plenty of functions and all the rest of it. Uh, now I'm just working for a. Uh, architectural and, and construction firm called painters they're milton you know that's yep. p-a-y-n-t-e-r-s they're a good very good group to work with there so so, so finally full circled back to construction that's right yeah. <laughs> uh, the, some of the boys are giving it to me I reckon i couldn't didn't even know what a level was but <laughs> <laughs> i knew what a shovel was but uh look at the end of the day that was 
that's how it was, you know. So, uh, and uh, they've, they've been good, you know. So, oh, yeah. you, know, you gotta you got to keep working, really, at the end of the day anyway. I mean, I'd, oh, absolutely. I'd, I'd die if I'd just have to sit on that lounge every day. All right. So, and yeah. looking back on your career, what would be your personal biggest highlight from your professional rugby league playing days? Well, I think, um, obviously, playing for your, your country's a fantastic uh, effort, and I never thought I'd ever get up in those heights. And then, obviously, playing uh, Origin, you know, back in those 80s, that was a fantastic uh, time. Uh, and, obviously, your mateship you have with uh, the guys, particularly at Redcliffe, where I sort of, sort of grew up from a 17-year-old yep. and... Uh, then the then the dragon army down you know down to Sydney, yeah, it was great. But I think uh, you know that, just that camaraderie that's what you yeah. miss most. And uh, uh, you know, I suppose you're getting paid that, to stay fit. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, it does. But I, but I remember uh, I've spoken to a few of the guys there that I'd played against during the eighties and all the rest of it, and they're all pretty aggressive in those days. And uh, and really, it, it took me five or six years after I retired to you know to settle myself down a bit and, uh, you know, not fly off the hammer too quickly, you know, yep. all that sort of thing. Uh, takes a while. And well, you got to have a bit of a mongrel in you to, to play a, a sport like that at a professional level. Well, exactly right. I mean, you need to drink. That's what I used to be dreaming of Saturday night, how I was going to drive someone, you know, <laughs> or hard yes. or whatever else, you know. But it, it's uh, it's funny. The, the thing you miss is that camaraderie, you know, in, in the dressing sheds after a win, you know, or you know whatever it might be, you know, you're training together. You, you know, you're in the you're in the war week in week out, you know, um, and that's uh, you know getting yourself up all the time. I used to love that, you know, um, getting yourself setting yourself some goals and you know. Uh, go out there and play to your best ability with your, your teammates and you know sometimes if they're all switched on you know it's a fantastic game you know and, uh, and it's hard to be up all the time you know I see the you know I see the how the game's evolved to uh, um, how it is uh, this day and age you know um, it was uh, it's, it's fantastic you know it's a, I love watching the footy you know uh, what team do you right. follow? Because um, unfortunately, Redcliffe aren't in it yet. What team yeah, do you no. follow? Well, I follow the Dragons. They're not going very well at the moment. <laughs> but I'll tell you, what, I do love watching the Storm because of that yep. Queensland contingent in there. Um, I love the way Bellamy he picks these guys out from nowhere. No oh, one's ever heard turns of them. Turns them into superstars, doesn't he? Turns them into absolute superstars. And I don't know what he sees, but uh, their culture, you know, is fantastic. Uh, I've had a bit to do with uh, Mark Robinson from the Warriors, the owner yep. there. You know, he's a yep. fantastic person. Uh, uh, you know, and he's trying to get He's doing a going. really good job with them, for sure. Most definitely, you know, and the Brownies there, you know, uh, coaching them. So, you know, we played together yep. uh, at the end of my career. And, you know, that... At the start and, of you know, his. That, and you see what they've they've had to do, you know. Sort Absolutely. Of really move their whole family and... And it's all incredible the sacrifice it's, they've had to oh, do. It's unbelievable, you know, and I love the way that the footy's played, you know, the, you know, the wrestling and everything was bloody blood on the game, but that six, six to go again has changed that, you know, it the has. game's obviously not quick, bit quicker, but you've got to be a bit. It's opened it up a bit more. 
Oh, of course, you know, and you want to see the little bloke get into the game, you know, the, the Peter Sterlings and that, you know. And, and the Alan Langers and, yeah, yeah. Langers and all the rest of it and uh, and some of the big boppers there, you know, they obviously just got to keep trudging forward. And, and the, if you look at the basics of the game, you know, the game's one round forward dominance to allow the backs to get out that bit of room and do yep. what they can do, you know, and those sort of basic things from back when I played are still still valued you know so um it's just the different uh techniques that uh, some of the teams use or some of the players you know the wonderful skills they have you know the pappenhausens and those sorts of guys you know um you know obviously you'd like to see the broncos go a lot better yeah you know? well they've done better uh, this year but, than they did last year let's put it that way yeah they, they did yeah well just that you know and and obviously they I felt for Seabold there because they mm. absolutely caned him, and uh, but Escaped unfortunately, it, that's it. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. And you know, you got social media now. Some of those young fellows want to get get wipe that completely and just get on and you know get their head on and uh, you know get the attitude right. And you know, that's what Bellamy's and, got. He's got the attitude yeah. right for, for the players. Oh, of course. Look, and if you don't name up, look, I remember he spoke to one of those front rowers there. Uh, Bromwich, you know. Yep. He said, "Oh, you, you know, they just had a good win. This is about six, seven weeks ago." And he said, "Oh, you're going to have an easy uh, couple of days there for training. No easy days there at the storm." He said, mm-hmm. "You know, it's all hard training. You know, you got to do everything correctly. Have your head on, you know. And um, and and he, he, you can see the number of coaches that have done a bit of their apprenticeship underneath." Uh, Craig too, but you know they they're sort of still learning their craft. But uh, uh, you know, and obviously, guy like Wayne Bennett, you know that he was fantastic. He coached me there in '88 yep. in the Origin side, and you know he was. Uh, and Bellamy a, did his did his apprenticeship under Wally Wally, so un, yeah, under Wayne. Of course, exactly right. You know, and Wayne's got a wonderful ability to get the camaraderie and of the players, you know, together and get things going. He's very good at that and, you know, very good at skills. God, I remember this is years ago, back in, you know, early 80s. Mm-hmm. I got a, got a call at Redcliffe. And if you had to go anywhere from Redcliffe into the city, it was an absolute nightmare because, you yep. know, like one lane and all this back in those days. And he said, Wally, we'd want you to come to the uh, university fields in, uh, in the south side of Brisbane. Oh, We're just going to do a side. few... We're just going to do some skills with the, with some of the kids. I'm like, oh, I'm only playing reserve guys. So what's he want me there for? Mm. You know. So anyway, I remember I was driving strong along the M1, and I've got my hand there. I got the old uh, CBD yep. out. You look yep. at me, and next, next when I hear this this um, loud speaker going, "Keep your eye on the roads." Son, and there was a policeman right next yep. to me. He's on the <laughs> microphone. Anyway, trying to find the place. But I got there, and there's all you know. There's a lot young Bob Lidner, you know, Mal Meninga. Yep. So he got all these guys that you know showed some sort of ability. Obviously, as young blokes, and then we went through these all these skill drills. You know, for the the younger kids come along. It was uh, you know. So he's got a he's been around and done a lot for uh, the, the you know the the rugby league. Uh, families, you know, to get people on the field and, you know, get them, you know, taking, using their best attributes and uh, playing well and, you know, within the, 
in the lowest of the game. So absolutely, yeah. I, I had the pleasure of um, being at a seminar earlier this year before mm. the new lockdown BS, um, which Wayne featured at. He was mm. a guest speaker, and some of the questions that he answered, sort of thing, it was like, "There's no wonder." A, he's why he's lasted so long in the NRL as a top coach. Mm. But just in general, like it was also an insight that I saw to him was it's no wonder the results that I, like that he gets just based off the answers that he gave. It's just it's no wonder why he's a he's a top coach, you know. Oh, no doubt about that. All and you can see, you know, those South boys, you know, they're all mm. you know, you play you play for your your teammates, yourself and your coach, you know, yeah. really at the end of the day, you know, it's so you have a look at the, the the camaraderie there with the South boys as opposed to West Tigers, you know? Exactly. Yeah, well, you've got the coach screaming at you every two seconds and you know, I won't go down that line. But, <laughs> no, no, know, that's fine. If, that's, if that's you fine. know what I mean. So, you know, exactly. you want to have a, you know, you're trying Sometimes hard it's better to, to hold a hand than to slap it. Oh, no doubt. Never, never a better statement, my word. Hold a hand and slap it a lot, right? Absolutely. Um, There are definitely times where you do need to, but it's more often better to hold it than to slap it. Now, last topic I've got for you is any advice. Do you have any, any, any advice for youngsters or, you know, reserve graders who are trying to crack it in the NRL? Yes, of course I do. And I love, um, that's a very good question because if you're, if there's a few players and I don't need to speak, you know, speak about them just in the, in the last couple of years, you know, they've been dropped. They put their hand up, the manager gets them down to some other, you know, team or some other in some other area, you know, instead of, you know, learning your craft. You know, if you get dropped, what do you think? What do you think you're going to be a better player for if you go right oh, I've got to train harder. I've got to, you know, go do better with my attitude. You know, I've got to, you know, upskill myself a little bit, you know, and I'm going to show that coach so I can get up there and play for that team with my teammates you know that's what it's all about that's what makes that push that hard edge on you you know going to one team to the other is absolute joke you know that um it's a shame the old reserve grade that is not there anymore mm. but back in those days you know it's sort of major do things but even so you know even at the end of my career you know you, you get injured and you got to come back through the you know, through, the through, the, through the system, you know, at the end of the day. And the only way you're going to get get back there is show a bit of form. And you, and you show form by not hoping, by going and doing by the doing. hard stuff, yep. you know, listening and learning from your coach and your teammates, you know, getting yourself up there and getting yourself on top board and go from there, you know. It's all about attitude, 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 you know, and you've got to push yourself. Um, in training and all that. So I love to do a little bit of stuff on the side. Um, you know, like a few extras of, uh, sort of thing? Yeah, all the time, you know, and said, right, oh, this will get me in front of um, opponents, you know. He's, well, that, and I mean, the coaches be, will see that. that you're putting in those extras. You well, know? at the end of the day, too, it's good for your mind, you know, it's good mm. for you mentally, right? Oh, no, I've done the work, you know, I've, I've trained hard, you know, I've, I've upskilled myself in a couple of these areas that I needed to improve myself on, you know, I'm up on the fitness scale of things, you know, and uh, you've done all that. And then, you know, you, you know, you, you get rewarded from that hard work. By getting a start in the first grade. Yeah, exactly right. You know, and, uh, uh, and all these sort of things, you know, like nowadays there's a lot of young people they are getting, you know, 
football gear and all the rest of it. Yeah, well, they get all this stuff at 14 or 15, you know, and they think, you know, the that that's a, that's it, you know. Instead of saying, right, oh, this is, you know, I've got all this stuff. What do I want to do? You know, I set myself some goals. You know, I want to be make sure I get my education right. You know, let's get my education right first. Train hard. You know, um, have a good attitude. Get yourself, you know, into a good group of mates and all that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, that's what life's all about. You know, you don't be. So, you know, persi- so persistence, thing. hard work, um, sort of thing. Yes, yeah. No, but no, also loyalty, like, get it. well, just because you like, get, say, we're not all like, yeah, so. Yeah, well, you know, we're not all sort of like Alan Langers or Tom Travoyeviches or anything yeah. like that. Most yeah. of us have got to work hard for that. Exactly. Because hard work skill, beats you know? talent when talent doesn't work hard. My word, you know, and you feel better in your head mentally, you know, go, right, I know yeah, like I've done I've the work. This. Yeah, I've owned this, you know, I've done that, you know, and so you put they, all those things together, it's like a building block and uh, write your goals down. I always been someone to, you know, put a few things down. It takes nothing to put three or four lines down and about, you know. Absolutely. And it, all, all sorts of things.